Nyata, hello. My name is Alison and I pastor a little church in southwest Victoria. It's called Sanctuary. We're based on peak Warren country in Warrnambool. Today I'm reflecting on the story of Jacob's dream. He's in the wilderness on the run when he settles down for the night. And in his dream he sees God's messengers travelling between heaven and earth and he receives an unconditional promise of blessing. And you'll find the story in Genesis chapter 28 starting at verse 10. Now I think we here at Sanctuary can all agree we're standing at a threshold. Many will affirm that we've indeed lived into our name and created a sanctuary for hurting, wounded, tender things. Many will also affirm that they have sensed the Holy Spirit moving in this place and they've experienced healing and renewal. But somehow, it isn't enough. Somehow, we don't seem able to convert this into a just, sustainable structure or a committed and growing group. And what we are doing is no longer viable. So we are heading into some hard conversations. We're not able to go back to how things were prior to the pandemic, nor do we want to go back to the churches of our childhoods. Indeed, many of us describe ourselves as church refugees, but we don't know the way ahead either. So we're in a liminal space. Like our ancestor Jacob, we've left known ways with all their comfort and security, but also their threats and their limitations. We're heading into the unknown, and our future is a mystery. In the meantime, we're in this strange and insecure place where the wind howls and wild beasts roam. This is the wilderness, a place betwixt and between, and perhaps it feels like God is nowhere to be found. At least I wonder if that's how it felt for Jacob. Like R.C. had lived up to his name, only his name meant grabby. He was born grabbing onto his brother's heel, which gave him his name, and he'd been grabbing at things ever since. He smooth-talked his brother Esau into swapping his firstborn privileges for a bowl of lentil soup, and so he grabbed at the birthright. And he dressed up at the same brother and lied to his father, and so grabbed at a blessing. Well, this all made Esau so very, very angry that he vowed to kill him. So at his mother's urging, Jacob flees. He heads for his uncle, another famously grabby man, and he's not sure of his welcome or his future. And our story catches up with him in the in-between space as he grabs 40 winks in the wilderness. And there in his sleep, he dreams of God's messengers moving freely between heaven and earth. And then God comes to him and blesses him and promises to be with him unconditionally. Now the first thing I notice is simply this. On a journey into the unknown, in a hard and lonely place, fearful of his past and anxious for his future, Jacob witnesses a communion between heaven and earth. Not in the good times, but in the hard times. And more in this liminal space, Jacob encounters God. 
He had thought God belonged to the land promised to his ancestors, to the known places, to home. But it's here in the unknown that God comes to meet him. And even though he has run away from home, abandoning everything and everyone and maybe even his God, God showers him with blessing. No wonder Jacob wakes in awe and trembling, saying, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I didn't know. And perhaps these are words we here at Sanctuary need to hear. In this difficult place in which we find ourselves, a place strange and unfamiliar and heading into the unknown, a place we don't want to be and long to escape, well, surely God, surely God is in this place too. At first, Jacob didn't see it, and perhaps we don't either. But surely the one who fills earth and heaven fills this moment. Indeed, our deepest experiences of God often happen at such moments, at the thresholds and the crossroads, in disruptions and interruptions, in our failures and in our brokenness. They come when life as we know it collapses and we are closest to despair. They come on desert roads, in the darkness and far from the comfort of familiar things. They come in divorce and death and disillusionment and in dreams deflated and deferred. The psalmist recognises this and so gives us words to pray. Though I walk in the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Even in death's dark valley, our faith insists, God is with us, God is always with us. More, Jacob is the grabber, the trickster, the conniver, the thief. Throughout his life, he arranges and orchestrates and manipulates to grab at benefits and blessings. But for all of his trickery and striving, Jacob encounters God and receives a blessing, not when he is grabbing, but when he sleeps. Indeed, it is only when we are empty and undefended that God can reveal the ultimate gift, Emmanuel, the Presence. God with us. Blessed are you who are hungry now, says Jesus, for you will be filled, because your emptiness leaves room for God. This all suggests to me that wherever we are now, and whatever our future holds, we need not be afraid. For in our grief for what was left behind, and our anxiety for the future, God is with us. When the road is hard and people are grumbling and heaven's bread isn't as tasty as cucumbers, God is with us. When we do not know what lies ahead, perhaps do not even know the way, God is with us. In our fears and in our failures, in our betrayals and in our brokenness, God is with us. Even in the valley of death's dark shadow, even on the cross. God is with us. God is always with us. And when we let our defences fall and become as vulnerable as sleep, anything is possible. 
in some harsh and lonely moment, we too might witness the communion of heaven and earth. We too might wake to the presence of God and gifts beyond our wildest dreams. They may not be what we planned or worked for or even tried to grab. But if God is in them, they will be gifts in abundance, given for the life of the world. So let us rest here in this liminal space and open our hearts to possibility. And perhaps we too might be able to say with Jacob, how awesome is this place? This place too is the house of God and this the gate of heaven. Even here, even this wilderness. Amen. Now there's always more to read on our website at sanctuarybaptist.org and this week you'll find a reflection on the heart of discipleship and that is failure and death. It's not the false promise of she'll be right mate but the true promise that when we face up to failure and death God's power can shine through. Sanctuary is funded entirely by members and supporters. If you'd like to support this work and these reflections, you can make a donation via PayPal. You can find the details for this on the website. And to those who already support us financially, thank you so much. This reflection was prepared on the lands of the Pequorong people of the Eastern Ma Nation. It's a land which was taken by force and has never been ceded. This wintry week, the wattle is beginning to bloom and the roadsides are tinged with explosions of yellow. The peace of the land, the waterways and skyways be with us all. Amen.